Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I'm your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, as usual, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua, Gangsta Time Cole. It's called Partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Was good, everybody listening? <laughs> Let's get yeah. into it. Also joining us, it is the uh, the Edge Lord himself. Big news, Brian. What's up, nerds? Whoo! Feel the edge already. Very excited to get into this show. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. Uh, without further ado, let's get into plugs because we do have a pretty jam packed show today. Very excited to get into it. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Also check out my other podcast, uh, The Shweekly. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, very fun show. Check it out. Uh, Josh, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram. And at New Jump City Josh. That's on X. <laughs> yeah. Brian? You can find me at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you were to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's Hell yeah. Also follow us at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, hit us up. Wow. Uh, sorry. On X and Instagram. Uh, you could also email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. And uh, we will get back to you on our pre-show chat show that we do every week before the podcast. Uh, usually comes out on Wednesdays. So, you know, uh, both episodes will come out on the same day this week because we're late. But... Yeah, check us out on all those things and, uh, you know, do that stuff. Uh, hit us up on YouTube, like, share, subscribe to the podcast, even though we don't have a, a very visual element quite yet. We're still, uh, I'm still working on getting a new computer. Uh, those are expensive, but um, I'm getting there. Uh, so in the meantime, like, share, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Super helpful to keep us on the algorithm. Uh, or, you know, who cares? If you want, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. It's all good for us. We're all uh, always happy to hear or see that people are listening to us no matter where they are. So check us out on any of those platforms if you prefer. And um, yeah, that being said, uh, that's it. Spoiler alerts ahead. Uh, let's get into the show. And film your picnic in the car with me so I can't chat. My Hero Academia. This is My Hero Academia Chapter 402, The Tearful Days. Um, so last we left off, we've been uh, chronicling the fight between All for One and All Might. Uh, All Might's been using his super cool powered suit with uh, equipment reminiscent of all of his students to distract All for One from reaching the UA sky base thing that they've been fighting uh, Shigaraki on. Um, so we start off this chapter with, uh, you know, people yelling about how Dobby was neutralized uh, by uh, by Shoto and uh, how Toga was defeated by Uraraka. And now we cut back to the flying, my hero, uh, not my hero, uh, the flying UA sky base thing. 
uh, as it is uh, falling from the sky. Uh, we see uh, Yagorozu actually for the first time in a long time, uh, protecting um, the Hagakure. No, not Har- no Hagakure is the invisible girl. I forget. Uh, damn, I was just wa- I, like I, I just reminded of her name too recently. I don't know why I forgot. Something with a T. But the gadget lady. If you could look that up, Brian, real fast. Yeah, I'll look it up. Because I do like this character. And I want to give her the respect she deserves. Um, but yeah, Yaoi Rozu has like a bunch of battle equipment that we never got to see her use. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, for War Machine. Huh? Just with less. She looks like War Machine, just scantily clothed and, and the such. Yeah, just a scandalous War Machine. Um, and you know it looks like she's had her cool battle against like an army that we didn't get to see which is super cool uh, we love is that May? Huh? is it May? Hatsume. Hatsume Hatsume thank you <laughs> thank you for reminding me <laughs> Jeez. Um, anyway so you know Yayo Rose is like noting that the twice clones are falling because of how Toga defeated uh, how Togo was defeated by Uraraka, and we cut to Deku and Shigaraki. Uh, Deku has Shigaraki like restrained, I guess, with his black whip. Um, uh, Suba, uh, damn, this this cop guy, I remember his name before, but I forgot now. He's like, uh, watching on the battle. Uh, we are reminded of the gloop warp, that weird teleportation power that uh, warps, yeah. pe- warps people by making them. I don't know, vomit this bile. It's weird how it works, but so it was cool, I guess. Um, but yeah, he uh, All Might is monologuing about how the moment he injected himself with the rewind shot, uh, he was aiming for this exact spot because he'd be in range of using his gloop warp to get uh, where UA is. So, you know, now the he's like... Name, the detective's name is Naomasa. Now Masa, I feel like uh, his last name is how I know him, but uh, Suka Uchi. Yeah. Damn, Suku, thank you, Brian. Yeah. All I need is the first syllable of every name, and <laughs> it'll come back to me. Um, so yeah, he's about to use his gloop warp, and um, he uh, we see Shigaraki actually start glooping up, um, but he like just closes his mouth and holds in the gloop. Which is super gross because he has like a, a second chin that makes him look like a weird. Yo, I was, <laughs> makes him I look was like, a say, like it was double chin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh weird. It it's kind of goofy to be honest. But um, yeah, uh, all for one is like, mm, no, my other consciousness has must have been swallowed up. Well, whatever, I'll have to do the legwork myself. As he looks down to mm-hmm. All Might, um. The business uh, course kids notice that all, uh, all for one is now flying towards them, uh, holding All Might by his leg. Um, and he's like, yes, keep that pathetic look on your face and take responsibility for the dreams you fill these young youngsters' silly little heads with. Uh, it's not looking good for All Might. <laughs> uh, Shigaraki shouts at Midoriya to go save All Might. Um and uh, Shigaraki is like, go for it, please. Because while you're gone, I get to go back and hurt the people that were, who hurt me. Um, 
So yeah, it's uh, Midoriya is just kind of like at a standstill. He is like now re- seeing the visage of uh, All for One that was within him, kind of disappearing. I guess that's signaling that his like physical soul is making the tr- the leap, the transfer. And uh, he knows. He yeah, he's just like no all might. Um, and we get this, uh, from like this inner monologue from, uh, all, all might remembering that time where, um, uh, Midoriya asked him if he could be a hero, um, and how he said, yes, you can, you can, because you never let your, you were someone that never let his dreams die. I also can't abandon my dream, my dream to be the symbol of peace. And he uh, he he makes his way up and uh, puts his arms around all for one, and um, he says, uh, and he starts like lighting up, and uh, we get this memory of uh, all from all for one's perspective of uh, when he fought Nanashimura and her last moments where he had uh, he rescued she rescued um, All Might when he was young, and had. Uh, What's this guy's name? <laughs> the the uh, air guy that was like flying. Whatever. That old Deku's old teacher uh, fly away. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot his name too. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, she he remembers. Grant Torino. Huh, Grant Torino. Thank you, Brian. Jeez, um, I'm not I'm not remembering any of these characters. Yeah, that's one of your favorite movies too, isn't it, Chris? It's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Grand Torino. I enjoyed ironically because it is kind of a ridiculous movie. Um But um Yeah, All Might is just like huh, maybe after this death, maybe you'll turn into a little kindergartner again. And uh, he explodes, and that's the end of this chapter. Uh, Josh, what did you think about My Hero Academia, Chapter 402? Did he activate his latent quirk, or was it one more device? I think it's one more device. Yeah, I think it was Bakugos. <laughs> It'd be weird if he suddenly got a power right now. Oh, right. He never he used Bakugos. Bakugos yeah, I think is the, there a list of all the students he named already? Yeah, if you see, if you look at the arm that he's wrapped around him, it's like kind of looks similar to what the gaunt, Bakugo's gauntlets look like when you take the big grenade things off. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they look just like his gauntlets. I didn't notice it. This whole time, I didn't really pay attention to that. Um, wow, he's a crazy bastard. Even Nana Shimura never did that. She just died trying to protect people. This guy's like, man, I'm going to blow myself up and you, <laughs> you bastard. And I'm going to enjoy this. Oh, so well. Um, this was a cool chapter. Uh, I feel like the bitter taste of of staying getting smoked was kind of rubbed away with this chapter. Not that it was incredible, but I liked a few things that happened. I mean, I think we all knew Shigaraki was going to deny him 
you know, but I, I, I like actually really enjoy the way it was done because it's not like the straight up betrayal aspect. He's just like, not right now. I know you have a plan and all that, but I need to finish this fight with this, with this, uh, with this little kid, with this dirty boy and all this, all of a sudden quirks. But I guess you could say the same for Shigaraki, huh? He got a bunch of quirks out of nowhere as well. But Midoriya did it first. Midoriya did it first. Uh, all right. Anyway. Um. Yeah, it sucks that we couldn't see Yaya Rozo fight with um, a lot of fight with these new attachments and just in general seeing how I have a little bit more of a developmental leap. But I guess I'll just take uh, Horikoshi's word for it that she did something really important. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it looks that like she was May from the Twice Clones. Yeah. And like, I'm sure there was a big moment where she reflected like all her life. And what led her to here, and how she pushed through a certain situation. I wanted to accept that that's definitely what happened, and we just didn't get a chance to read it. So, um, same with this. Well, I guess the girl with the. I guess uh, Hatsume had a moment earlier. Um, man, what I was going to say earlier was that we were all wrong. Brian said three chapters, I said four despite him. And Chris said five because I don't know why, but five we already got back to Izuku Midoriya fighting against. Uh, Did I say five chapters? Wow, I didn't say. Yeah, it. Wait, I said like two or three, maybe. You said three. Hmm. Or maybe I'm bugging. Maybe you said two, and maybe I said I'm three. And Chris wow. said four. Hmm. They were one after another. Yeah, I don't remember, so I'm not going to dispute it, but. Regardless, we were all wrong because it happened immediately. <laughs> Thought that was funny to think about. Um, all Might's best just got wiped out before he blew himself up, which means he definitely blew himself up, right? 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 Yeah. yeah. The odds he that he's alive up. is very low. Is in the decimal points. Over, over still in the zero to zero to ten percent range. I think he's in decimal uh, points. Okay. Decimal points for Chris and uh, Brian. Decimal points, yeah. Okay, and the audience, you can let us know in the comment section <laughs> on YouTube where we drop the. Uh, we don't have video right now, but we do drop the audio tracks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, those are my thoughts. I want to hear what you guys think about this chapter. What's up, Brian? Was was me to read dirty enough for you? No. Um, this is a pretty good chapter, mainly because it's you know this is All Might's final hoorah, you know, like his last, his last uh, impact on the world, and I think it was pretty good. It was like mutually assured destruction. It's like, um, the old guard taking out the old guard so the new guard can finish the job, you know. Um. And he did it in a way that it was like all him, you know, like he took every step of the way. Like he he brought him all the way down to such a young age. He held him off for so long. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a pretty good last hurrah for all my I hope that they don't take this away from him and like keep him alive after this, because I feel like it just makes sense for him to be done. Um, 
Unless he comes back as a baby. Who, All Might? All for one. Like, when he heals he, from the explosion? He is probably going to come back as a baby first. That can't do that. And he's just, like, crying. I don't know how cognitive he's going to be. Um, but I guess it could also go alongside the original, like, idea where um, Aerie is going to reverse all the people back to kids or something. So there's a chance that he is just a baby and then he has to be re-raised in like a proper society. Just a glowing boy. <laughs> yeah, like he instead instead of growing up to become whatever the fuck he became, he could grow up to be a hero instead. Somebody's lamp. <laughs> I guess that'd be a lot less lethal. Yeah, I mean, and it would be nice of him to employ himself that way. It takes a lot of humility to be someone's lamp. More than I'm capable of, that's for sure. Yeah, I couldn't do it, but I guess neither could he. Yeah, which led him down this path in the first place. That was a great point, Brian. Well, that's all your but thoughts. That's all. Now. Yeah, that's all my thoughts. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with Shigaraki and um, and Deku. Obviously, I don't know if we're actually going to get into the fight next chapter. I still think it might be like another chapter that we have before that. But I don't yeah. know if we're going to get into it. Yeah, I feel like it'd be weird if, you know, we just scooted along past this and then just got into the fight straight up. He's like, oh, All Might's dead. All right, let's keep fighting. <laughs> oh, this pivotal character is dead. Nah, I, think, right. I think All Might's death is going to uh, start the awakening of, uh, of of Bakugo, maybe. There's that chance. Maybe. But, yeah, that's all for me. Yeah, I, no, I, I enjoyed this chapter uh, quite a bit. Um, I thought it was uh, a really cool way for, like, I guess, All Might to go out, if anything. Um, the last hurrah for him. Uh, I'm excited to see how this is like going to be executed going forward because you know it's obviously not over yet. He's not quite dead quite yet. So I feel like next chapter is probably going to tug on the heartstrings a little more than than this one is. Um, but uh, I am looking forward. To, I, is uh, my hero coming out? I feel like one of them is missing a thing. Oh yeah, it's my hero. So I actually don't know if my hero's coming out. Because it doesn't say that it's coming out in four days like Jujutsu Kaisen does and, and so on. So My Hero Academia may be off next week. But either way, I'm excited uh, to see where it goes, really. Um, the I'm not that broken up about not seeing Yagaruzu. I guess it came with the territory. I was just mostly being uh, silly, but... I'm never let it go. Yeah, I mean, you know. It would have been cool, is all I'm saying. Um but yeah, overall, uh, pretty solid chapter. I love the I love that panel where, you know, All Might already looks half dead as he's holding on to him. You know that symbol mm -hmm. of peace one. Yeah, it's uh, it's really crazy the lengths he went to, just to fulfill this dream of, you know, being the guy that doesn't let anybody down. Ironically, I think doing he might it. be he might be the only one in his lineage that like died. Taking down um, 
all might. I mean, all for one. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be like a cell situation where he just like blows up, but all for one still survives. He's like, hey, he, he didn't blow up my brain, and therefore I was able to heal from a single drop of blood. Is that what Cell said? Yeah. Damn, like Majin Buu too. Yeah, no, uh, no, Majin Buu was even more invincible because Cell had like a definite weak spot that Goku just didn't end up disintegrating, I guess. Yeah, we love that. What did you have to do to Boo? Turn him into chocolate? Like his angry no. version? The spirit bomb. <laughs> it was like the spirit bomb combined like of the energy of pretty much everybody in the Dragon Ball universe that took Boo down. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Cell was like Boo on... I mean, Boo is like Cell on steroids. Yeah, that was the last thing is that they, they gathered everyone's energy in the galaxy basically to to fucking kill to kill Kid Boo. But and then they created him by accident because they snatched out uh the like you know the Kid Boo. Yeah, he reincarnated as a human child. Yeah, I remember Oob. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that I remember when they was in they got into uh, I remember like Majin Buu ate them or something like that. Ate Gogeta like when it was fighting against oh, each yeah, other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He did. And then like uh, they, they, they snatched all of the people out, but they also snatched out Majin Buu, like the fat version. Mm -hmm. And then that's what turned him into Kid Buu, right? Yep. It was like pure malice. Yeah. You know what's interesting about like Dragon Ball Super in general is that it is the intervening time between the Kid Buu saga and meeting Oob. So we know the world is okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Technically it would have to be for the last episode and chapter of Dragon Ball to make sense. I mean, the rest comp would never be that hard, right? Hmm? They I mean, would never retcon it. That it would be hard, a pretty right? aggressive retcon. But you know what was aggressive? The Cowboys' defense against the Patriots <laughs> on Sunday afternoon. It sure was. We didn't get to talk sports in our pre-show this week, but next week, well, I guess we'll make up for it. We'll we'll uh, praise the Cowboys effectively. Who are they playing next? Uh, 49ers. Ooh, that'll Sunday be fine. Yeah. Sunday night? Oh, hell yeah. I'm so excited for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. I guess, I guess we can get to Jujutsu now. Yeah, right? yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's move on to our next series. Uh, My Hero Academia. Fun chapter. Good chapter. Let's go. No, shit. I'm just picking a thing. This is just some really uh, murderous shit. Jujutsu Kaisen. Honestly, a fitting a fitting uh drop for Jujutsu Kaisen. Um This is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 237, Inhuman Makyo Shinjuku Showdown Part 14. Um last we left off, Gojo died. Gojo's dead. Gojo passed away. Gojo is no more. He is gone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
He's in two pieces. Four pieces, technically. Yeah. Gojo is the two piece. He's he's Yes. Uh, he's the second part to One Piece after, <laughs> after Oda finishes and retires. Yeah, he's the Boruto version of and One Piece. Touch when Gojo's on Gojo's plane from his, to the afterlife. That's the he's gonna find the two piece. Yeah. But it's actually his body. Yeah. So he's totally Spoilers. dead and he's not coming back. Cope. Uh, it's just a cope. I, I'm not, I'm not people coping. with agendas. Well, that is just a cope by people with agendas. <laughs> you know, you know what was a cope? That fucking, that fucking Twitter uh, thing I sent you, with the dude explaining how he could still come back alive. Yeah, he's like how Kashimo's lightning could hit his That's body, a huge hit, hit cope. his upper side. Hit his brain and restart his body. That is just a cope curse, by people with agendas. But he activated his his reverse curse technique. I was like, come on. Yeah. A hockey man? You mean a fighter who relies on hockey? I just wanted. To, <laughs> I just love that drop. I I got to use it more often. A hockey man. <laughs> the, those pain drops. That whole pain thing was so funny. Uh, anyway, last we left off, uh, Gojo has passed away, leaving Kashimo, the fucking fiend himself, to immediately sprint into action. Uh, so, you know, he's... Without no, man, he was already out. The second he uh, Gojo got cut in half, he bounced. He was on his With way. a smile on his face. Oh, my God, bro, was so happy. I don't think I've ever been that happy to go somewhere. You know what I mean? Like... I never leapt out of my house like that. The amusement park. I don't even think that much, you know. That, that's insane. <laughs> Look how happy he is. So he's going uh, to a battle he knows he probably can't win. But he goes over and he peeps in the sky that there's this. I don't know about that. Well, fair enough. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I was being a little judgmental. but I don't think he can win. But, like, you know. I don't think Kashimo thinks that, personally. Yeah. Kashimo's like, I'm trying to win. Um, so he, Next. he's going, and he see, he peeps that this giant iceberg is falling from the sky. And on top of it is uh, Uramu, Uraume. This is going to be a hard name to say. Uraume. The frozen star. Yeah, the frozen star. Um, but, you know, above him, counter... <laughs> Reverse Uno card, Hakari is there, uh, which is super cool. I saw Hakari there, and I was like, yes! <laughs> Let's go! So, you know, Uraume tries to do his weak-ass ice shit, but uh, then Hakari uses his domain expansion and uh, captures Uraume inside of the domain, which you know what time it is. It's Pachinko City in there. It's Pachinko O'Clock. In that giant ball in the sky. How did uh, Hakari get there? I don't know. He like, ran as fast as he could. I mean, he ran as fast as Kashimo did. He had to. Because, oh, Hakari? Yeah, because technically he got oh. there kind of at the same time, if not a little before, because he was able to get the jump on Uraume, who's coming from the Why are you sky. saying it like that? That's his name. <laughs> Just say Uraume or something. I, that's what Uraume. I said. 
Well, am you're I like saying it was on the nah, use nah, nah, so hard? I'm sorry, I'm trying to get it right. You're like, ooh, ooh, man. I'm not gonna lie, Brian. Nah. This is this one's a hard one to say for me. I have to emphasize the use. This no, is how I naturally like, say it. I, I thought she was fighting him. No, bro. He, I, I don't. So I'm not trying to yeah, be funny. You're disrespecting him. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. I just have to say his name that way. So. Ura, say, say it with me. Uraume. Uraume. No, like roll the R. Uraume. There you go. That's much better. I did it. I did it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's the proper way to say it, but it sounds it's better. It's Uraume. 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 <laughs> I'm going to say it how I want, better. Brian. Whose show is it's this? Better. It's better. Okay? It's Uraume. It sounds better. You know what? I wasn't doing it to spite him before, but now I am. Yes. <laughs> I'm like fucking like um, what's his name? The guy from Yu Yu Hakusho. Kurabara. Yeah, you sound like Kurabara. Uh, Urameshi, it's Uraume. Urameshi, uh, Urameshi. I do it. I don't know how he did that voice for so long. It actually kind of hurt my throat to do that. All right, I've been looking at this panel for too long to save this for my afterthoughts, but oh my god, am I scared for Hikari right now? Bro, I am so terrified. I'll be I honest, I, I, don't I feel trust the same YouTube. way. I'm like, Hikari better not, better not come out of this domain dead. Yo, Udo Ume, like, was this your man? Was this the guy that was supposed to? He has such a gangster entrance, too. Little does he know that I'm a really good, I'm really good at pachinko. I'm really mm-hmm. good. And I know all about though, that stuff. What, whatever the well, fucking team of Ura Ume is. doesn't know shit about fucking... You don't <laughs> know Uraume. They're not ancient sorcerers. I think Uraume might be. I thought he's the twins that, that Ghetto found. No, I don't think they're ancient sorcerers. They're dead, by the way. But... No, I think Uraume is uh, is an ancient sorcerer. Because he's really cool with Sukuna. Like, they're like buddies. Okay. Buddies is a strong word. Well, he seems to be nice to him. He seems to be one of the only people that Sukuna is kind of nice to. All things considered. <laughs> as nice as Sukuna can be, he is to Uraume. Um, But anyway, Uraume is trapped in... Uh, Hakari's domain. Please don't let this motherfucker die in there. God damn it. I can't take it. Gojo, I can handle. Please don't take Hakari from me. He's probably not going to die. No, God. Cross fingers, bro. I don't trust Gege about anything. But anyway. So it turns out that the iceberg is actually just like a means of delivery because it melts and uh, we see that it is... It was basically carrying a uh, cursed tool that Yorozu made before she died, I guess. Um, Who was that again? The one that uh, Sukuna, the one that took over, uh, yeah, the one that took over um, Megumi's sister's body. Are you kidding me? She just crafted that shit real quick? I guess before she died, she made like a desperate binding vow and constructed an item. I would imagine Maki did something similar, so. Okay. Oh, not Maki, Mai, I guess. But, um, yeah, in any, any case, this is like kind of knife looking thing with this weird spherical hilt. Um, 
it looks kind of cool if not kind of impractical i guess but uh, you know where it's uh where that comes from what it comes from hindu mythology this it's blade indra, yeah it's the weapon that um indra the lightning god wields in hindu <laughs> it's mythology. pretty sick he got that for the lightning guy I think that's just something he always had because in one of the one of his early art, like he he's shown wielding that weapon. So he's 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 had it for a while. No, but Yoro, he said that Yorozu constructed this item. So yeah, she constructed it, but he he's known for using that kind of weapon. He does say just like old times. Oh, I see. I, I'll be honest. That's what he meant. I mean. It still seems incredibly random to me and especially since it didn't really matter in this situation as we turn the page and see that this kid was unaffected by it like i don't know it was just did it is that what he did because i was actually kind of unclear did he summon that lightning down to him yeah you know yeah yes so that that weapon allows him to use electricity. Okay, because it was weird because it felt like it was like landing. Like Hakari landed and that was like a big explosion from landing, but it's good to have that clarity. Um, but yeah, Hakari is okay because, you know, his his cursed energy allows him to... Uh, you mean he has, Kashima? Did I say, say Sugun or my bad? Uh, you said Hakari. Oh, my bad. Yeah, Kashimo's okay uh, because... His uh his cursed energy allows him resistance to electricity, but that I think that's an important distinction. It's a uh, resistance, not like invulnerability. So I think there's a limit to how much electricity Kashimo can take. Um, he seemed fine to me. He, I, I think in that moment he's good, but I think you know this is the first blow. You know what I mean? It's the first. True. Attack. It'd be weird if he just died right there. Um. So yeah, uh, Kashimo starts asking him if. Uh, if Sukuna became the strongest, or was he born that way? And uh, Sukuna just like beats me, but I bet I was a creepy kid. Wow, understatement, I guess. <laughs> um, so uh, Kashimo goes on to say, if you've never known weakness, then how can you interact with any with others or show kindness or ever show kindness? He says that he couldn't do it. Others were like uh, brittle cod, uh, clods of earth to him. So he's like, tell me, must strength be lonely? Are the, curse, are the strong cursed to wander in search of limitless power? And Sukuna just replies with a greedy bastard. Um, and he says, uh, Gojo was like that too. I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. So bring it on, departed spirit. And, he uh, was like that. Yeah. And Hakari... <laughs> Uh, no, Hakari. Sorry, I keep getting them mixed up. Um, past ten. Kashimo gets hyped up and immediately rushes Sukuna. They get into a little uh, martial arts punchy punchy uh, hit with a sticky, and um, then uh, Kashimo uses uh, his technique release, mythical beast Amber, and uh, he turns into as Josh pointed out to me before we started recording. He turns into Birdo from the Super Mario Brothers. Uh, I never thought about that. <laughs> I never fucking thought about that. It's a weird my design. Was, yo, Brian, my first thought was the Deku Scrubs from Zelda. 
I didn't understand that reference. That's why he told me. You about to shoot a Deku nut at this nigga, man. (laughs) Or a bubble. You guys thought about so much shit that I just didn't think about. Also, you know the Octorx from Zelda that shoot the rocks at you? Yeah. (laughs) When you shield it, it goes right back to them. (laughs) He looks like Goldbank. That's a reference, I know. For sure. Mm. Yeah, this this is crazy. Uh, okay, so not as crazy as the explanation we're about to get for bro, what's happening. Okay, so he uses his new, <laughs> uses his new Birdo powers to shoot out, I guess, like a sonic boom. Uh, and we get an explanation that the mythical beast Amber reconstructs flesh in order to manifest phenomena that Kashimo converts from cursed energy. So he's basically saying that he uses this technique to turn his body into whatever cursed energy. He's con- like the nature of his convert uh, his cursed energy, which happens to be lightning, as that is like his his thing. So basically, Kashimo is Eneru right now. <laughs> He's turned himself completely, pretty much into lightning, um, and he is just running around, put keeping Sukuna on his heels. Uh, on his heels, uh, he punches Sukuna once, sending him flying. Uh, we get that he we get his like power list basically. He gets improved agility. He can uh, unleash sound waves and attune to natural frequencies of substances. He has electromagnetic waves that vaporize irradiated objects. Uh, so yeah, his but after completion of his curse technique, his flesh collapses. So that's why I'm saying that I think he's completely made out of like electricity at this point. Um, so he shoots a, a bolt of electricity at Sukuna and we get an explanation that Sukuna also has a way to repair flesh only once besides reverse curse technique. He can do so by resuming transformation as a curse taking fleshly for fleshly form, which he had purposefully interrupted before. And we get a big splash page to end the chapter of Sukuna taking his true form, uh, his forearmed, uh, four-eyed weird face form and that is where the chapter ends geez louise uh josh what did you think about jujutsu kaisen chapter 237 okay so even though i have a lot of mixed feelings about this chapter it's my rgc <laughs> honestly same it is also my really good chapter of the week brian what do you think yeah it's my rgc as well. yeah uh, unified Unified RGC. Unified RGC. Unified RGC. I love the One Piece sounds. Um, yeah, bro. What does he mean? Which he had purposefully interrupted before. Who? Sakuna? Yes. Purposefully interrupted it. Yes. Meaning he didn't want to turn into this form. Yeah, I think he was holding himself back from turning into this and keeping Megumi's form. At least that's what I can gather from this. Is Megumi dead? That's the the big question. Is that does this mean Megumi is dead? I don't know. I don't think so. Because... There's a chance that 
with soul manipulation that he could still be alive. Like, it's still his body, right? Unless he's just a curse now. I I don't know. Uh, I genuinely... <laughs> I really don't know what this means for Megumi. Well, it is what it is. I guess we'll find out soon. But, you know, um, I'm, one of the things that came to my mind was, okay, like, did Kashimo surpass Gojo? And I don't, I don't think so. Because Kashimo didn't have to deal with Maharaga. First and foremost. No, so the whole thing is that the reason why Sakuna didn't just fuck up Gojo right away is because he wanted to develop a way for his cleave to uh, pierce through time and space, essentially. Right, because so he, he couldn't let, hit him anyway. Yeah, he purposely let that fight go on that far so that he could get what he wanted. So right, he he has no but reason. Of, to hold but back. it was out of necessity. Yes, for him it was. He wanted that. Like he's not like he prolonged the fight because, and he could have ended it at any time. He, I think he could have. That was just. But he didn't know how to do it. No, he did know. He just wanted to develop the means for it to be done in a way that amplifies his own curse technique. So he could, like, it's stated that he probably could have just killed him without using all that. But he wanted to do it. Yeah, Gojo. No, I think, well, I don't think he needs, here's the thing I'm, like, kind of confused about is that, like, I don't know if he needed Megumi's form to use his technique. No, he just used the the technique so that he could prolong the fight. Well, he needed the, he needed Maharaga. Yeah, he needed Mag- Maharaga to come up with the model of the yeah, like because the he ability that he wanted. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't do it. He needed he couldn't have finished the fight without Maharaga. I think that much is clear. And it, or rather he would have had to try to finish the fight in some other way. But I think the Maharaga like Maharaga was the best solution he could think of in no, order think, to give him a surefire way of winning. I think on paper he could have just brute forced his his way to a win, but he he decided not to do that. No, he wanted he he knew he couldn't get past the inviability by himself. Like he he could he could be Gojo in a like if he didn't have viability. The only difference between them was that he couldn't touch Gojo, so he needed yeah. Maharaga That's true because he could. Well, he could because but he didn't know how to do it. That's why he needed Maharaga. That's why no, he, I mean, even in the times where he lost the domain battle, he was able to like out. He was able to survive like Sukuna slashes and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so, that's still something he could have. He could have done. Like I'm sure if he if he used his own curse technique, curse technique alone, he could have beaten him. I don't know about like, that. Like even even Gojo himself. I think said he that. tried to. I think he tried to see if he could beat him. Without Maharaja, well, even said, with even what Gojo he, said is that he couldn't go all out, probably because he didn't consume all of the fingers. That's but we know that's not true. Well, what what do you mean? He didn't he didn't eat all the fingers, and it's also like he couldn't go all out because he ate because he ate his his old body as a substitute. 
I don't know. If well, we don't know if that's like established true. super well. Like we don't know what that means for him. I, we don't said, know if that's like he didn't. So it's implied that that's the substitute because well, it's implied, he said but, I have my own methods or some shit. Well, it's implied, came. but we don't know. And it's also like I think what he really meant is that at the end of the day, he didn't. Gojo couldn't. Uh, Sukuna couldn't go all out because it wasn't a fight. It wasn't like necessarily a fair fight for him at the start because of Gojo's inviability. So he wasn't himself fighting. He was fighting with Maharaga. He was like use, waiting for Maharaga to present him a way to an easy win. Because at the end of the day, you're right. Like he could have, if it wasn't for the inviability, Sukuno beats Gojo pretty easy. But that's Gojo. That's one of Gojo's whole things, though. I mean, yeah, that's aside what I'm from the power he has, it's the the inviability. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Brian. It's that. It's not that like he couldn't beat him. Is that like you can't beat what you can't touch? So mm, I don't know. I still feel like he probably could have figured out a different way. I think that's what Gojo meant. Like he, if, if, if even if he didn't have the ten shadows, he probably would have developed some kind of different way. But you know, I don't. I don't think it meant that. Oh, he he could have ended it earlier. But all like, like, what was the point of developing that technique? Because my whole point of even asking all of that, right, about oh, is Kashimo surpassing Gojo right now? Because yo, like, he's able to deal a killing blow on him. You know what I'm saying? And so, where's this? Why didn't Why didn't Sukuna use this super special technique that amplifies his own curse technique, etc., against Kashimo? To just cut him in half before he even fucking did anything, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I'm There's willing just to too accept. many techniques that Sakuna willing, didn't use in that fight. Listen, I'm willing to accept that Kashimo probably just has a much better matchup, and is also catching him on the heels of like you know uh, like a big battle. So maybe he can't you know he does like he's not given any time to let off any uh you know like big attacks or nothing like that. Or, like, even use his domain because Kashima was on him. You know what I mean? So, I, I still think, I still think, I don't even, I, like, because even if you look at it, like, all right, Kashima versus, versus, uh, like, Gojo in a vacuum, but there's some, how, like, how would Kashima touch Gojo, right? You know what I'm saying? So, I don't think Kashima's better than him. I think he just pulled up and, the game didn't give Sukuna a chance to breathe and then fucking blew him up with lightning. That was crazy. Like, I've seen light, you know, we've seen lightning attacks in like other series or like, for me, uh, mostly like in Avatar. Like, when I see people get hit with lightning, it's pretty crazy. But Kashibo makes it real. Gigi makes it real. Like, if you get hit with lightning, nigga, you're getting blown the fuck up. Just like Sukuna just did. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know how y'all feel about. Um, yeah, I guess you'll still have rebuttals to how I felt about Kashimo, but um, yeah, man, this was yeah. I thought I thought it was just weird that he had this like item. I I didn't know that he had this in the past. I'm you know prior to the podcast, so I guess it makes a lot more sense now. But it just seems so weird. Like like Gigi gave this huge explanation. Uh, like this about this I like this whole entrance of him getting the item in the iceberg and all this extra shit just for 
it's gonna be in a completely ineffective seemingly against Kashimo, who's you know like purely electricity himself at least at this point right now it's pretty funny but yo is it just me or did y'all see Sukuna like stab his head with the uh if y'all go to page 10 does, does he stab his head with the um with the with the weapon? No, or no, he, he just, just bops the hilt on it, right? Yeah, it was just the hilt. Oh, like okay, the bottom okay. of the blade that doesn't have the blade on it. Yeah, I, I mentioned it while you was talking, but also on that page, he says so. Toro Goju uh, was like that too, and I thought it was, it, it cut it cut a little deep because you know he's putting it in the past tense. Yeah, he, he said was, was like that. <laughs> He was when he was alive, you know, and amongst the living. So he's no longer among that. Because I killed him. He's over there. (laughs) This is like a trauma response. Yeah, we're really going through it here. It's it's not about not liking Gojo. It's just the shock. I was so traumatized by that last chapter. I'm worried about... About... um, the guy from the you know the beginning, I forgot his name. Yuda, Hakari, Hakari, yeah. You know, like imagine like after like Sukuna mops up um, Kashimo inevitably, like uh, he we see the ice guy pull up to Sukuna and he has like Hakari's head frozen in a block. <laughs> He's like, please don't manifest oh, these things into the world, Josh. I'm just trying to brace myself, man. Just gotta get lucky. All right, those are my thoughts. What about you, Brian? Um, this was a pretty sick chapter because it's like a different. I've never seen a curse technique like this, and I'm pretty sure, um, it's a first of its kind. Um. Every time a new curse technique shows up nowadays, it's like a complete like departure from what I originally thought curse technique was. Um, <laughs> but it, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool fucking ability. Um, I think that um, I don't think he's gonna stand much of a chance against Sukuna. If you really, for really being honest, um, it just seems like it already has a time limit. Zakuna can just heal forever. Like, he doesn't even need to take damage. And I feel like there's... There's so much more to this uh, to this original body that we probably don't know about. Like, there's probably a reason why he has so many, like, limbs and shit, you know? Like, it's not just, oh, I want to punch more. It probably just has some, like, practical applications. Well, so, Sukuna is technically a curse himself. So that's why he doesn't like really look human. Yeah, but he doesn't seem like the type of person to like have something if he doesn't need it, right? No, I guess what I'm saying is that like his curse form is not necessarily his call. This is just what he looks like as a monster. But what if he's good enough to choose? It's possible. I mean, you know. I mean, he's like a cursed energy savant. Like, literally nobody can perform, can use this, can use this system like he does. So I wouldn't be surprised if he could just manipulate 
how his cursed body like how his cursed body looks like there yeah. is like a theory out there that he had a brother that he fused with so that could explain like the extra limbs mm-hmm. that's interesting um yeah so i remember maybe- an iceberg video like chris chris put me on to like this iceberg video where the dude talked about like what sukuna might have been inspired by which was like this like this congealed twin that they kept in the basement and, and locked it and, and it, you know, until they died. And they put a whole bunch of like, they did a whole bunch of weird things to the corpse and it turned into, it was like the most cursed object you could think of because it was unholy because it's, you know, a deformed person, which, you know, that's fucked up. First of all, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't rock with that at New Gem City. Everyone's beautiful. But nonetheless, uh that's how the story went you know uh and that's how and that's what sukun is based on so yeah he probably is a congealed twin and uh that would be interesting if he had some other type of ability attached to him because of that yeah pretty scary yeah this opens up like a lot of avenues and i feel like the more sakuna pulls out in this fight is the more like it keeps painting the picture of just how much he could have done during the gojo fight like him uh, like him using this form alone shows the how little he used against gojo in that fight like if we're really being serious here well he says he had purposefully interrupted before so maybe there's a drawback to this no he purposefully held it back so that he could have this trump card of like being able to repair his body right well they he, they mentioned he can only do it once this way so like he's saying that this is they're saying that this is an alternative to using reverse curse technique that like this is a different way to heal and he can only do it once yeah he could do it this so way specifically once and i think it's probably because he was like right now probably like burnt out of reverse cursed energy so he used this technique to heal himself instead yeah because he was already damaged from gojo so you could see it on his face is the the left side of his yeah his eye was... had him gl- grown back really yeah like yeah, his uh, that left purple. eye like he didn't have this weapon he didn't have this form you know he he there's a lot of moves he didn't use I don't know, man. I'm just, I just really think that Gojo fight was for like personal growth more than anything. And this chapter kind of proved it, in my opinion, which sucks because, you know, we want Gojo to be like the guy, the guy that pushed Sukuna to the edge, you know, but it just, it's just every chapter that passes after that fight seems like it's just not the case. And it's really, it's kind of sad. But those are my thoughts. Yeah. No, yeah, I think, like, um, I've said this before, but I think, like, the thing that separates Sukuna from everybody else is that he understands this system, this power system, on a level that, like, nobody else in this series even comes close. Because there's still, like, um, there's still, like, a, a sense of wonder around, like, all of the shit that, like they saw during the Gojo versus Sukuna fight, they're like, "Is that even possible? Is this even possible?" <laughs> and Sukuna's like, "Yeah, 
Yes, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> to be fair, Gojo did give him a lot of a lot to learn in yeah, this definitely. fight. But that's literally, I think, the reason why Sukuna fought him in the first. Well, place. Gojo, like, like I, I feel like Sukuna knew from the very beginning, from the first second he saw Megumi. He met Gojo technically before he saw Megumi's technique. So when he got beat by Suka, like Gojo in the very beginning, when Itadori first absorbed him, he was uh, he didn't really have a means to really like. I feel like he didn't know then how he was gonna get past the inviability, and then he saw that Megumi uses ten shadows, and it was like, oh, I gotta get this kid's technique no matter what because then. After I'm, I have access to Maharaga, I'll be able to find a means to kill Gojo, because once I figure out the inviability thing, he's done. Man, Yuji got played so fucking hard. Yeah, I had no idea the agreement they made was gonna turn into all of this, man. Yeah, or that that it was gonna happen so soon. Got Gojo killed. Pretty much, yeah. I just wonder what Yuji is going to have because it feels like the world is moving past him at this point. I don't know what the fuck he can do. Yo, my friend mentioned this, right? Like, he needs to activate his own curse technique. He doesn't have one yet. Well, Gojo has mentioned that he he will never have one. What? Yeah, Yuji just doesn't have a curse technique. Because he doesn't have any negative feelings? No. He just... uh... For whatever reason, he just doesn't have one. He only has cursed energy. Those powers, like your cursed technique is something that you're like born with and you like live with from an early age. And cursed energy is something everybody just inherently has. Yeah, Yuji is just born strong as fuck. Yeah. Because there's a chance he's a cursed womb. Yeah. Child. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy because the dude with the with the hot and blood technique, he has curse technique, you know, and he's a curse womb as well. That's true. Crazy. That's fair enough, but he is like a front. He's a descendant of one of the big families, so Yuji Yuji is like a is technically, I guess, a descendant of Kenjaku's. So maybe he does Partially have a exactly maybe he just like is. maybe he does have a curse technique and he's probably gonna unveil it. I don't know. There I... was that scene <laughs> in like before the Gojo fight where you know he was working on it with Kusakabe. He was working on something with Kusakabe. They were in the lab doing stuff. Yeah, the body switch theory. Yeah. So there's a chance that he could jump into Megumi's body and punch out Sakuna. Well, Gojo has also mentioned that uh, Itadori, the longer that Sukuna remained inside him, the more uh, the more that Sukuna's technique would kind of rub off on him. And I don't know mm-hmm. what that I mean, means. He knows dismantle? Well, we don't please. know what that means specifically, if, it, if he has oh. the access to dismantle or not. But that sounds, that reminds me of another theory where people are like that sakuna's curse technique is to like split or or pull apart but yuji's is to pull together and connect maybe because like cleave is like a double meaning right like cleave means to cut 
pretty definitive. There's like two different definitions of cleave. Cleavage? I don't think there's... Let me see. I'm going to look up cleave right now. Cleave these nuts. You don't want me to do that. Uh, Split or sever? There is... Stick too fast. Stick fast too. Third person pre- present... Um, what do you mean? It says uh, split or sever. There's that definition stick and fast the second too. definition. Oh, maybe, yeah. Oh, wow. Too. I didn't even know that. Well, that's sick. I don't know. Who who knows? I am <laughs> done trying to predict what the fuck is happening in this series. <laughs> I, I never know. And that's honestly, I don't think there's another manga that really puts me through a loop. Like, well, maybe Chainsaw Man does, but... <laughs> I just don't know that Yuji has the the technical the technical ability to make like a curse technique that's strong enough to keep up with Sukuna you know well yeah the irony of that like Sukuna gets defeated by a guy who doesn't know what he's doing really is pretty good <laughs> he's just a guy who runs up and punches him in the face yeah. what's your counter to that Sukuna yeah just huh? one lucky punch and knocks out Sukuna <laughs> But yeah, I thought this chapter was pretty fucking cool. It was cool to see Kashimo do his thing. Um, his Birdo mode is pretty sick. I yeah, this. Uh, this. I mean, I will say this: Sukuna's like real form is a hell of a design. Uh, very very imposing villain design. Very excited to see how it works. I'm so glad Jujutsu Kaisen is not on break next week. Because uh, yeah. I need to know what happens next. This shit is yeah, this is insane. Yeah. Um, not even at chapter three hundred yet. Yeah, because I'm like, I saw this. Oh, by the way, uh, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I got spoiled uh, to Sukuna turning into his final, his like true form. I saw like the first thing someone posted just the last page of this, and I was like, God That's damn it. So like, why would you even do this to me? But, um, damn, I forgot what I was going to say. Sugana's did on, but whatever. Uh, great chapter overall. I don't, oh, yeah. The thing is, like, I have no idea what this really means, uh, for this series for Megumi. Uh, who's going to kill this fucking guy? If they're going to do the bad guy, is this just one of those manga where the bad guy wins? Nah. <laughs> Nah, I don't think so. Gege is kind of like a sadist, or not, not a, well, yeah, a sadist. He wants to hurt my feelings personally. Yuji, Yuji is special. No, even though he he doesn't have like a like a place in this, he's just shrouded by so many so much mystery. You know, there's too much about him that doesn't add up. That that's gonna pay off eventually. You know. Yeah. Well, all right. Like you, Yuji's probably gonna beat his ass. Oh, I mean, I would hope yeah. so. To be honest, I'd be, I'd be very cool with that. We can only hope. Yeah. Um. But yeah. With that being said, uh, you guys ready to move on? Yeah. All right. Then let's get to moving. Then. I hope he turns his sword into some guns. Chainsaw Man. This is Chainsaw Man, Chapter One Hundred and Forty Four: Guns, Nails. Katana. Uh, last we left off, uh, it, 
we saw that the weapon devils were getting set to attack a mall, uh, to which they were quickly thwarted by none other than Quan Chi, uh, decapitated all of them in a matter of like minutes. Um, it's pretty sick. Uh, and we now see that the that uh, the public safety is turning their sights onto the Chainsaw Man Church, as they are now getting ready for battle. They have a ton of guns on them, um, and um, yeah, they're just uh, getting ready. They're like Chainsaw Man rules. Uh, we with his light will drive away the darkness within the government. It is Chainsaw Man's will. So, uh. They set, but these uh, public safety counters by sending in an agent uh, to take care of them. We don't know the name of this guy, but he does have a giant brain. He has a brain sticking out of his head. No face outside of a nose and a mouth. Uh, he's got nails on his head. It's pretty gross. Reminds me of the Halloween girl. You remember? Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, he comes in and he's like, Oh my goodness. What is this? Why? They're almost only all only Muppets. Kids shouldn't play with guns. They all shoot on this guy. Um, and, uh, but this guy defeats them easily by nailing all of them to the wall by their clothes. And, uh, all the while he's just yelling, the precious hands of innocent children are meant for studying. Don't put guns into them. And as he neutralizes all these kids, which is pretty crazy. And then he's like, can you make a promise for me? He looks at one of the kids and he's like, can you make a promise, dear? From now on, use those precious hands only to hold mechanical pencils, not guns. All right. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then this devil bashes his skull in, say like, speak politely, will you? So, you know, all the kids are now terrified because he just this person just killed a kid. And uh, the weird cult leader behind them is uh, he, like shows up and is like, damn, public safety dog. The devil exterminators sell their souls to devils. I'm not like them. I'll become a devil myself. And he turns into, I guess, the justice devil. Is that what this is? Yo, I, I have thoughts. Um. But yeah, he's like, I have justice incarnate. And um, he turns himself into this weird looking monster. He tries to kick uh, this new devil, but uh, he gets cut off, pun intended, by Katana Devil. As, uh, you know, he gets cut up into a million pieces. And he's like, there is no such thing as justice with Chainsaw Man. And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Josh, what did you think about Chainsaw Man chapter 144? So many questions. And I don't think we're ever really going to get the answers to them. But first and foremost, why? That is the question. Why? Chris, do you know why I'm saying why? No. Why? Why does he have heels? <laughs> I don't, I don't see like how that I don't know either. You know what? I did notice that earlier, and I was thinking of asking that question myself, but I blocked that out of my memory, I guess. It's flesh, too. It's flesh heel. Yeah, it's a flesh heel. Look at his body. His head is still talking, and his head beneath him is mimicking him a little bit. 
facial features. When he get when he got carved up into pieces, his face was like yeah, and the face below him was like that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a weird design. For sure. Yeah, it's it's why I love this series so much. Honestly, he goes from like, oh, is he naked? Like, what's what's he? And then he starts talking about how he's gonna become a devil himself. And I already knew it. And he turned seen that big thing, and he talked about being justice incarnate. So look. This is like what the third or fourth time we've heard about of the Justice Devil, right? Yeah, last time was with uh, I want to say her name is Yuki, that young lady yeah, that right. was friends with Asa. Yeah, she also got the Justice Devil. So I don't think he's specifically the Justice Devil, but I feel like there's a lot of that being said for a reason. Especially with this swordsman devil talking about justice, but this, but I, you know, obviously, I'm sure hint at something deeper with Chainsaw Man. I'm interested. I hope there's a lot of lore. I I hope we get to learn more about Chainsaw Man and how his actresses. Excuse me, um, and it's not just this. Uh, LOL, the Chainsaw Devil is in hell. Eating everyone, killing everyone. Oh, that's hardcore. You know, I want to maybe there's some story behind this. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. Brian, what did you think? This was another weird Chainsaw Man chapter. Um, Man, the character designs in this series are so unnerving sometimes. Um, It's. <laughs> For me, it's a little hard to read some when some of these characters look like this. But um, regardless, you know, it was a fun little Chainsaw Man chapter. Uh, I honestly don't have much to say about it. Um, you know, Nails guy is pretty cool. Weird fucking double head guy is weird. He's awesome, though. Double isn't head this, guy. In, isn't this Katana Man? Yeah, yeah it is Katana yeah. Man. This is Katana Man. So wait, is the Justice guy... No, that... That's... I'm pretty sure it's Katana Man that's there, not the Justice Devil. No, I'm talking about the bad guy who says that he's Justice Incarnate. No, he's I don't know Justice if it's devil. the Justice Devil for sure. He just says he's... He's like becoming a devil and he says he's Justice, so I'm like... Is he the just? Is he the Justice Devil? Isn't isn't the Justice Devil the lady in the beginning of this? Well, she's dead, two? so n not anymore. Unless it takes different forms, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I I I'm I, I'll freely I could be wrong for sure. I just like inferred it because they said they were Justice Incarnate, and they also said they became a devil. So, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, it's nice to see Katana Man again, and it's interesting that he's. With the, with the whatever it's called, the the devil thing, whatever it's called, like safety, public. What's the name of their their organization? Is the it public safety. Yeah, public safety. It's interesting that he's a part of public safety now. Um, it's kind of like him and Denji kind of switched positions or something. Yeah, well, I guess he was technically part of public safety at the end of part one where he was with Makima, but maybe he just stuck around after Makima died. Who knows? 
But yeah, those are my thoughts. Not much. Yeah, I mean, this was a fun chapter. I don't know who this brain nail devil is, but uh, they're they're a fun character. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I had a good time with it. I I also like. I really don't know what to make of these next few chapters because they are super entertaining, and I am enjoying reading them. But I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> what's gonna happen next? I feel like this thing that we've spent so much time establishing is just is just gone. Yeah, like I I just take a chapter by chapter. With this yeah, me series. too. I'm thinking, you know, I think it's just interesting that it is more like now just a war to see who gets to control Chainsaw Man. Which, you know, is very consistent with what's been going on with Denji as a character, you know? Just going from situation to situation where he is not completely uh, autonomous. So, you know, it's either like the Chainsaw Man church wants to use him for something of the public safety, just wants to subdue him. And... I feel like even with Makima, this is like the most restricted Denji has probably been. But yeah, it's interesting to see where this goes. I don't know how Denji finds his freedom after this and gets to strive for, for more as he seems to want. But yeah, uh, I, I think I'm a, those are all my thoughts really. Do you any rebuttals? Anything else to say? Uh, nope. Alrighty. Well, with that being said, let's move on. I don't really have to fucking care who's who's in my way. I'm gonna fucking kill everybody. World Trigger. This is World Trigger Chapter 237. Uh the away mission test part 33. Goddamn. This is a long Jeez. one. Okay, so there's this there's a lot of dialogue in this chapter. Uh this chapter is what ostensibly amounts to a lot of planning and coordination. Um so I'm gonna try my best to really like uh summarize this uh as as briefly as I can, especially since it's like thirty pages, which, you know, I'm not mad at, but it is a lot of detail. That probably isn't ultra necessary at the moment. But this first part is, uh, it starts off where we last left off, where uh, Emma and Ninomiya are talking about Hatohara and how uh, Ninomiya wants Emma to take more personal responsibility within the team and to be more of, um, of an outspoken teammate, you know? Um, and uh, Ninomiya says that, I want, to test, I want you to ace this test with your own strength. And he's like, why? What's the connection there? And he's like, the leadership team is wary of others emulating what Hatohara did. Um, and Emma's like, what? Because you think I'll, if I flunk the test, you'll just like smuggle himself out of there like her? I'd never. And Ninomi is like, never. Can you really say that? Like, if you really, were, yeah, really, you really, bro, you sure about that? You sure about that? You sure <laughs> about that? Um, he asks if, if Hatohara, if you saw Hatohara leaving and she invited you along, can you truly say you would have turned her down? And Emma doesn't really have a response to that. So he's like, after not being selected, if you were to express such a desire to search for Hatohara, 
he thinks that he's like, I think the Kagura squad would, would have like supported you through that. So like there would be, you there's, there's no reason for the higher ups to believe that you wouldn't do the same thing that Hatohara did. So, you know, he's like hypotheticals like that are a moot point, but for you, I want you to like quash any lingering doubts and make it onto the away mission through the proper channels because he knows Emma wants to go to help Chica. So, yeah, he's uh Emma asks it, uh Nino Mia is if that was even okay for him to share. And Nino Mia actually says like, "Well, I talked to I talked to leadership beforehand. So, you know, I got permission from them to be able to tell you what happened to Hatohara." So, you know, he says, "Get some rest." And uh Emma like thinks to himself whether he, you know, he really takes a thing to himself. Like, would I have taken her up on it? Would I really have gone with her? Um, but yeah, he remembers when Nino Mia says that, like, he, he's like, that doesn't mean I will take any of this lying down. I need to hear her reasons directly. And Emma realized that he feels the same way he does about Hatara, that he wants to find her. So, you know, to find out why she did what she did. And uh, we cut to the next morning. You know, he assures Chica that he's going to give it his best effort today. It's a cute little moment. Um, and we cut over to uh, Sua's squad, who are all discussing kind of what's gonna what's going on for the next day. Um, you know, the special battle sims are starting uh, on that day, so they're just like wondering what's so special about them. Uh, so you know, after some kind of uh, I guess, um, what's it called? Planning for the next day, really. Um, and, you know, trying to guess what the special battle sims are. Um, he, uh, there's this, uh, they asked Suba how he responded to, like, that special assignment. Suba says he doesn't really remember. Uh, but then we cut to two days earlier where we get a scene with the higher-ups of border, uh, analyzing everybody's fucking answers uh to the question of how would they remake the b-rank wars and there are a lot of uh different ways that are super intricate uh that you know they they break down a lot of people's answers a lot of people said for example that there'd be mid b-rank matches uh, joint matches where two squads team up against two squads um there's uh, skins versus shirts. I like that one. Yeah, there's a skin versus shirts idea. Um, so, you know, there's that. Uh, the only thing that with that problem that they find with the skins versus shirts is that with the amount of agents that would be participating, it would leave them a little thin on uh, patrols, uh, defense missions. Uh, somebody suggested that to for people who are not participating in the match actively to watch the matches and submit reports based on the matches. Somebody suggested that the B rank war should be a fortress defense. Um, and to that, ex to that point, they also expanded is like maybe team, every squad could have their own fortress. They have to defend. Um, Emma also proposed apparently a handicap match, but you know, they turned that down because the logistics are probably like, too difficult for their purposes. Um, 
So, you know, Sasamori talks about how maybe they should be three-way matches that involve a top, middle, and bottom-ranked team. Um, so, you know, just so every every match has a variety, um, which would be pretty cool. Um, somebody suggested mock try-on soldiers that the teams would compete to eliminate more of. Uh, others have suggested, like, having different days where agents would use different triggers that are not really ones that they're used to, uh, so on and so forth. There's a lot of shit. Um, one of them suggested that they have operators join the battle, which is kind of a cool idea, having the operators be part of it and have a consequence big enough that they can't let their operators die or they suffer a, a huge amount of points lost or just immediate disqualification if their operator dies. Um, they also include the idea of like having civilians mixed with like kind of hostile targets to train them in the mindset of being in active battle zones in the neighborhood. Uh, if you hurt a civilian, you get minus one point or whatever. Um, someone had the idea to incorporate try on soldiers into the squad and teach and make it so that like, mostly like it would make sense for the operators to kind of control the soldiers um, and would in introduce accountability of operators within the B rank wards in that way. So they have a good um, measuring, a uh, good, um, damn, what was it? Uh, I want to say measurement, but, it, you know, something they could uh, like measure their strategic worth with. Um, but you know, the problem with that is that they don't want to, uh, they don't want to encourage bottom rank squads to kind of like rest on their laurels and rely pretty much on try on soldiers. Um, but you know, the counter to that is that there could be squads that specifically specialize in using try on soldiers, but you know, after that, they're like, this is pretty cool, uh, answers, but you know, now Let's get into, let's use the rubric to assign their scores. And um, we cut back to the present where uh, Team uh, Suwa is now like kind of planning their day. You know, um, Suwa says that like himself, Osamu, and um, Oki are going to go back to doing the universal assignments today while the rest of them, uh, I guess, do the battle sim. But then all of a sudden, Suwa gets one of these special assignments, and the special assignment is to create a Tryon soldier using an attached software, and each squad member must create one. The Tryon soldiers you will create, you create will be used as controllable units during the special battle simulation. So, yeah, each team member of every squad it seems has to make their own Tryon soldiers for use in the special battle sims, and with that. The chapter ends with Suwa changing the plans and everybody's got to work on their try on the soldier. And uh, that's where the chapter ends. Uh, wowie. Josh, what did you think about World Trigger chapter 237? Um, well, I, I thought starting with uh, the conversation with Ima and uh, Nina Mia, I, I was, I really, I thought last chapter was really strong uh for 
getting a little bit of history about what happened. And I thought, you know, with the, uh, with, you know, uh, you know, me, his friend and mentor and her going to the neighborhood. That's all right. All interesting. Yeah. Um, all that is really interesting. But, um, it was just nice seeing, like I said, it was nice seeing that side of Nina Mia, and it was nice to, uh, you know, have him hint that, listen, like, you know, I'm rooting for you, and I won't, and I have more information to tell you. I think that's pretty crazy. You know, this is, like I mentioned before, this is uh, one of the uh, deeper story threads, so, you know, that's cool. Um, man, they took so long to discuss all of these ideas and what they meant and it was kind of weird for me because i'm just like did people send you this in suggestions and you just decided to show all of them out or were these things you were thinking and we're like supposed to vote on what we like the most i don't know like it's no i think it it felt like it was really just a it felt like he's getting his ideas out it's just cool yeah i think ashihara thought of all this just because of the way the way his brain works, given the uh, battle sims and how intricate they are, I'm like, yeah, the, he thought of all of this shit. Yeah. I really like the, the 2v2 idea. Um, that would be fun. There was also another idea. I like the, uh, the Team Fortress one, like for you to have to like defend a location or something like that. That would be really cool. I like the operator joining idea as a person on the battlefield, but I don't like it if they're only someone they had to protect. If they do the same exact job just now, they're vulnerable. That's kind of lame. Well, the idea but is I that, like, makes sense. Well, I guess the idea is that, like, it would be on the field, they would probably have to do that with operators and also give the operators the responsibility of controlling, um, try on soldiers is one thing they they posited there true yeah because every member of the team has to create one mm-hmm. and use it right every single member yeah yeah that's crazy if i was being like battle bots or something like that yeah um man i wonder why Kakazaki didn't um, tell them what he wrote this for the special assignment. I guess it seemed insignificant, oh, you but mean I don't think he... Huh? You mean Suwa? Suwa, yeah. That's like, yeah. Oops. Kakazaki. Yeah, Suwa. Um, I wonder why he didn't mention it to them or why he wasn't willing to talk about what he did. And it seemed like that. just... You know, and then it became coincidence that it was a it had you know. Oh well, no, I guess it didn't have anything to do with the next assignment. Them creating, maybe he didn't have the idea about creating a. Like so, I don't think it was sewer that 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 mentioned to use a. The trigger soldiers. So um. Oh yeah, sewer. Yeah. Yeah, Sua for- said he forgot what he said. But I don't know. I don't know how the true that is. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, next chapter should be really interesting. 
Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're all going to have little psychic uh, robots that stay with them that'll add like a little aspect to like their fighting. That'd be so dope. Like how uh, Kuga had. Oh, what if Kuga remakes uh, Replica. the eardrum dude? Replica. Which be sick. I bet he does that. I would be. I would feel comfortable betting on Yuma recreating replica. Yuma. Yeah. I see that happening for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Oh, no, those are my thoughts. Brian, what did you think? Um, I thought this was a really decent chapter. Even though there was mad explanations? I liked the part where, like, it kind of showed why Ninami is a good leader. Where, like, he, like, this is a great story to tell from him. And, you know, he managed to kind of, big, like, you know, make a sour relationship into something more. You know, he managed to turn it around and make it more of a motivation um it was cool to see Ninami in this like like you know he's different he, like you don't see him as just like the cold calculating motherfucker that we've seen him to be like this entire time but now we see him for like who he is and why his team is so good and all that you know so it, it's good to good to see that and then we got into the other shit. I'm okay with the Tryon thing, but oh my god, dude, I'm just so tired of this sim and this fucking room, bro. Please, <clears throat> please. When they said, yeah, and you gotta use the Tryon soldiers in the sim, and I was like, whoa, yeah, more sims. We love that. <laughs> this is what I watched this series for. Honestly, I think if the sim keeps going, I will rate this as the greatest series of all time. If we get more sim action, well, ironically, well, we're, we're ironically. guaranteed to get more sim action. So yeah, like I, I could go for another five hundred chapters of just straight <laughs> sims and fucking homework. I would, I would love that so much. I can't wait to see how many five hundred different ways Osamu does the fucking homework for for. <laughs> Sua Squad. That would be so awesome. But yeah, I don't like I really like I don't know the part with Nino Mia and all that is what I was expecting more from this arc, you know, like more interpersonal, like character development and people kind of like being stuck together and trying to figure out how to work together and stuff. But it's not it's not that it is more like random shit it's more like oh here let's play a video game play do some homework uh here you got i'm gonna ask you a question and you gotta answer okay like oh my god man just can we can we get more substance like with that nino mio moment you know like can can we learn a little bit more about the characters and kind of have them be in an uncomfortable position like socially i feel like i want more from but I don't know. Those are my thoughts. I don't got much else to say about that. I have a rebuttal. Uh-huh. So I hope that Horikoshi for the next chapter and for the future onward writes writes like 
just draws it in such a way that for some reason you can't understand what's written, but everyone else reading it can. I wish that upon you for the slander. For the slander should never on be a able... boring ass fucking arc. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> My bad for calling a spade. I wish spade. you all. I wish you all the spoiler karma that Chris you know, gets. You know, I'm I glad that it, you guys can read the series and not sleep. I love homework and simulations, bro. <laughs> that is, I well, all right. I'm happy for you, man. I'm glad that you, you love to do homework. I like to read about people doing homework. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what, what you Brian. Love. You know what, Brian. And much. you know what, Brian. And you know uh-huh. what, Brian. What do I? What do I know? I like the sim battles more than the rank wars. More than a little you bit. You are on crack. How about that? You are How about on that? crack. You're straight smoking something. How about fierce. that? You're doing a little much, Josh. You are smoking Man. something fierce. <laughs> you are doing a little much. Man, Makumo had more development in this rank war than he's had in the whole series. In the rank war? Yeah, you're right. Because the rank war. I mean, in the in the simulation war. No, the, the rank war is peak. I get it. The Sim War. Well, oh, those yeah, are your yeah. thoughts. Yeah. I do good at the Sim battles. Brian would suck. Now nah, I'm done. Yeah, you're right, because I wouldn't even I would have quit. I would quit if I had to do sim battles all the time. Damn. You could have just did you just you could have just cooked for the whole di- time and everyone would have did the homework for you. You know what I'm saying? That could have been you. Yeah, but then I would have to sit there and do fucking homework all the time, too. How about that? You're learning about Tryon, bro. Fuck that. Fuck Tryon. Yeah, fuck Tryon. I can't believe he said wow. fuck Tryon. <laughs> I don't know about fuck Tryon, Brian. <laughs> I understand you're frustrated, Brian, but I don't understand why you have to take it out on Tryon. Fuck Tryon. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I fucking said it. And I mean it, too. I'm not even joking. He doesn't mean it. I mean it. He's, I'm just, not even... he's just frustrated. No, you love you love that Chica has a huge amount of try-on. And you also love that Mikumo has a low amount, which means that he's an underdog and will have the most potential of them all. You love all of that, Brian. You just got to wait. You gotta, you gotta wait. I gotta through the wait. Homework, so bro. I gotta wait for you gotta wait through the five hundred more assignments and uh, twelve hundred more fucking battle sims. Bro, we about to watch battle bots, man, nigga. You never seen that shit on TV? <laughs> it's not battle bots. It's some fucking yes, corny it ass. They're oh gonna be God. little chibi, little tiny fucking try on soldiers. Nah, they're gonna, gonna be put into beast. a game, and then they're gonna be like, oh man, I'm, I can't believe we have to position all these fucking guys like all, all by ourselves. Hey. <laughs> All right, you man five five of those. You man five, and then Osamu, you man three of those, and then you have to do that alongside your own triad little 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 units. It's it's great. This is a fun. Listen, like, it's, it's takes the greatest game. I I'm sure that if I could play this game, I would enjoy it. But I refuse to sit here and read about people playing the game. <laughs> you know. You don't care about all the development alongside it? No. <laughs> because it no. feels like the development's kind of over. <laughs> he said, no. That was emphatic. 
All right. All right. Well, well here, 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 here was here's what I think. Get me out of this arc, <laughs> please. Okay, I, I understand that this could uh, this as the, as this arc has gone on, I can feel more and more that this may not be for everybody. <laughs> and get I, me out of this fucking arc, and bro. I get it, bro. I mean, to be honest, I'm like, this is getting a little long in the tooth, but. <laughs> When they said that they're going to put the Tryon soldiers into the sim, I could not fathom why. Like, I just don't understand why, <laughs> okay, wait, why we got to keep doing this. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I, I personally, I don't have really a problem with it. I, and this is just like a, this is a me thing. I'm okay. I'm okay with this. I enjoyed a, pretty much this entire chapter. I liked reading about, like, everybody's different answer. That's just my thing. Uh I get that might not be for everybody. One thing I will say, though, is that in terms of the B-Rank Wars, I don't know why they spent so much time fixating on this because we may not see a B-Rank War again. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like they're fixating on a thing that's, like, not really, like, a priority anymore because after this is the is the away mission, I would imagine. Like, after this whole test it's the away mission so i it feels weird to spend multiple pages on like an aspect of the universe that we won't really see again in in, a, in any significant way um it's because they're gonna fail to make it on the away mission so they have to do the uh, that would be crazy i as much as i love b rank wars as a concept and i could watch it forever i'm just like they, there's no way they don't make it onto this away mission. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I'll say. I did, as much as I did enjoy reading everybody's responses and, you know, because in a sense, all these like characters and the way they respond, it says something about their character as well. But it is a, he, he is, I feel like uh, Ashihara tends to get lost in the weeds of very heavy details which is not super ideal for like a monthly series. Especially since like all this information that we learn in this chapter, I don't know how relevant it's going to be during the away mission. As interesting as it was for me to read. But um, the one thing that I could see is that they clearly like took inspiration from probably the Tryon soldiers idea. Although this could also have been just an idea they had the entire time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this chapter overall. I really liked it. I was fine with it, but I can understand like why someone would be a little more wary of it already. Um, even though I do think that like, idea. you know, this this arc has had more development within characters than it's given is being given credit for right now. It's just like far and few between because it's monthly, so you forget because of the amount of information you get on top of the development. Um, but yeah, that's really my only gripe with it. I I liked it quite a bit. I just I would hope that this kind of stuff is not just kind of like this cool thing that we're learning about the verse that doesn't super come back later because otherwise it's just like, this is cool, but why are you telling me this? You know what I mean? 
But yeah, those are my real thoughts. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say. I'm very interested to see how the Tryon... Oh, I'm somewhat interested. I don't really care for the battle sims all that much because <laughs> we don't really see them and there are they are kind of like complicated for the medium. Like, I feel like there, this would be a lot more fun to see animated because then we could see the little avatars move. I don't think it would even be fun to watch animated because it's just the same fucking static area for 5,000 chapters. I'm saying like the battle sims. Like the little video game footage. Like that would be fun to watch. I would I like I feel like it will work better in that way, but it's not as interesting in in the manga form. But maybe we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's really all I really got to say about World Trigger. I enjoyed this chapter a lot, even though I uh, it it sounds like I didn't, but I totally did. I I really enjoyed <laughs> reading like all this stuff. For me, it's just interesting. I love how Ashihara. Ashihara writes this series in a very unique way, and he he likes to... He, he, this is problem-solving the manga, which uh, I appreciate. It's a fun read, but plot-wise, I hope it, it means more than just uh, kind of implementing, you know, military strategy, essentially. Training strategies. But, Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm all good on on World Trigger. Do you guys have any rebuttals? Anything? Anything else? No. Nope. I just I just want those guys, every character, to touch grass at this point. And that's we, all. Well, it's been five days for them. It's been thirty three months for us. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, thirty three days of fucking homework, bro. Thirty thirty three months. Thirty three months. Thirty three months of homework and and battle sims. Yeah. Rough either way you slice it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, at least we know there's more of the series left. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine it just from here on out, it's only Battle Sims. <laughs> at least I will be somewhat kinetic and, you know, I could get into it. I can't. You know, at least it I'll wouldn't be just the them. It wouldn't be just them sitting at a computer. We would probably get the avatars doing stuff. Um, like the neighbors challenge Osamu to a 1v1 in the battle sim is the only way you could defeat them. It's like the Davy back fight. Osamu just becomes a streamer. <laughs> <laughs> These neighbors are awesome at the battle sims. I'm telling y'all, I am the greatest battle sim player of all time. Sua Squad is ranked number one seed, and they're heading into the playoffs. <laughs> I yeah. think the concept is cool if it was expanded on more the way they could use like the units, how uh, the people honestly, could control units. I think they should expand upon it less and just get it get get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm done, bro. <laughs> I get it. I get what you're it doing been here. Expanded well enough. Like a soaked sponge. <laughs> Damn, Brian. Yeah, I feel like if it was weekly, it would have been past this by yeah, now. Yeah, if it was weekly, we would be done with this bullshit. It really would have. It would have been probably over a long time ago. We would have been on the away mission right now if it was weekly, I think. All right, well, 
I suppose we should uh, move onward. Move on. Bow, bow, bow. Undead unluck. And with that, I'm going to toss this over to Josh. Okay. We got undead unluck. Chapter number 177. Let's get started. I mean, they already got started, honestly, but uh, whatever. Last week, um, Rick and company decided they was going to have a three-way marriage. Um, in my head, canon anyway. Um, but symbolically, that happened on the beach last chapter. And um, he also decided that he was super okay with letting his legs get cut off in the process. So yeah, fast forward to this week. Uh, they're on the highway, getting close to the hospital, and they can see all this black stuff in the atmosphere. And they're like, "Damn, is that Uma sick?" And then uh, on cue, the sick sister gets sick, and you know she's on death's door every time she has a cough. So they really need to focus on that. Um, you know, late. Latla acts again like, yo, like, you sure you want to, you know, really throw yourself into this and Layla? And he's like, yeah, you know, I told you I was going to do it. So they land into the hospital through a window with the motorcycle. Super fucking epic. Definitely not safe for a hospital IMO. But uh, as I continue, uh, they run into Fuko, uh, and Fuko's like, yo, I got you. Like, I'm going to take care of Layla. And, you know, at first he's not, like, like down with it, but he decides to just trust her. Um, You know, and that the most important thing at hand is for him to unlock his ability, his unrepairability. Um, so as they're having this conversation, they get interrupted by one of the edgiest characters I've seen in a little while. Well, at least since I've seen uh, that last chapter of Boruto. Man, was that edge. Whoa, can't wait till we have a discussion about that one. Uh, maybe next week. So he's just sitting there with his long hair and his head down. And he's like, uh, listen to all this killer music around us. I guess it's he's talking about all the crying and shit. Like crying and, and people like aching in pain. Yeah. It's, that's disgusting. It's really nasty of him to enjoy that. Yeah, it's um, definitely mean. Yeah. And not the right thing to do. He's a rude boy for that. <laughs> so, uh, he says, when faced with the fates I impose, humans whine and resist and cry and suffer. Their bodies won't last even a hundred years. <laughs> They can't leave a single part of themselves behind if they feel their lives have worth. Whoa. Whoa. You're not even immortal, bro. You're about to get packed the fuck up later. Don't you worry about it. Anyway, so he's, you know, he's talking that good shit to them about how, like, ah, fuck y'all. I'm sick. I'm going to make y'all sick in... Y'all ain't I'm sick in the good way. Y'all sick in a bad way. Um, oh, yeah, there was an awesome two-page spread in the beginning that I missed, like a heathen. Um, <laughs> and it showed all the characters. It was pretty lit. And it showed Andy. It's the what? last time you seen that fucking guy. Oh, yeah, the color page. 
Oh yeah, and and unknown. Yeah. I'm not saying unknown. I know one. We must say it that way. We must say the play on words. Or it's I over, know. You know? We had to pay respect to the author. This is true. You're right. When we refer to that character. All right. So, um, Mr. Rip is just petrified that, like, he, yo, he had the nerve to break his... I didn't notice that he got angry. Because <laughs> he's just listening... Um, cause he's just listening, uh, to him talk all that shit. And at the end, he says, I'll offer these cries straight to God. <laughs> that shit set him off cause he already has beef for God. Um, just off the strength of his best friend being sick and, and one of his future wives, plural, both of them curse. No, so anyway, no, um, I don't yeah. like both. yep, yep, yep. Both sisters. All right. Hey, but they got to survive this guy first. All right. Yeah. So Rip is like, I guess, about to be a doctor and fight sick, right? And uh, Puko's like, no. Take Miss Layla. I'm going to hold him back. You know, um, if you want to defeat them, then operate. Oh, you know, I bugged out saying that Fugo was going to try to operate on her. He he just got her to a safe room to be operated on by Rip because that's how they're going to try to unlock his uh negator ability pretty risky but what else Fugo said by any means um so she assumes the fighting position against the walking disease mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i mean yeah. regardless of what h- how you feel about that Fugo got heart and spunk no I she doesn't even have a mask on yeah but she's literally fighting the cold she's raw dog fighting the no mask, gloves. Nothing. Not even a bottle of hand sanitizer. Imagine she got Clorox bombs or something like that. Let's take it up. <laughs> Extinguish. Yeah. Look at the mouths. She needs to fucking uh, um, throw some bath salts in them. Yeah. We need to find the yeah. negator on un- universal healthcare. Hmm. No, that would be bad. Hmm, you're right. He would negate people's health care. That's true. Un, he would be have to be ungreed, which would cancel out greedy situations like you're people right. having to pay for health care, mm. amongst other things. I digress. The food goes about to get it popping. We cut to the room. Where they're about to operate on, and we hear a big bang. So we, you, we literally know it's again. It popping a lot. Looks like scared. When they get started on surgery, uh, you know, they flash back to when they was kids, and he says, "I wonder why illnesses." Uh, Rip, Rip, as a child, says, uh, "I wonder why illnesses exist." And um, <laughs> uh, Layla says, "Maybe because it's a population control thing." And uh, Rip thinks that, that, you know, it's not so straightforward like that, you know. And then Layla, which breaks my heart, says maybe it's to punish people who did bad things in their past life. And they're, and both and both uh, Latla and Rip are like, nah, you know, he was obviously a decent person. Um, so Rip just basically says what he thinks, which is that um, people would be way too happy without illness, illnesses. So God forced illness. 
upon you out of jealousy, speaking to Layla. But maybe he just means that generally too. So God might, and and then uh, Latla's like God must be awfully petty then, which yeah, pretty petty. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says yeah, you said it. Uh, girls, he says girls probably hate them. I don't know what that's about. So so once you're cured, I bet the best possible life you can imagine awaits you. That was sweet. So yeah. Um. So they, they they ask the question like, what's the uh, best life you can imagine? You know, if she's able to, you know, survive the sickness, Layla, that being her. Uh, she says the three of them being together always. So uh, right as Rip is about to operate on her, uh, his unrepair starts and he is frozen in place uh, because. Um, the unseen and unmoved were there the whole time. Very creepy to like react as soon as he uh, was able to activate it. I guess them no. I guess knowing that they were there was gonna be weird for him. So the conditions was that he had to do it. Well, whatever. I'm not really gonna get too deep into this. So you know he activates his power right before he's able to do surgery on her. And they're like, oh, you know, she's going to get saved. Don't worry. All right. Undraw is also there. Random. She pulls up out of nowhere in the room. And she says, um, you know, like, don't worry. She's, you know, Layla's going to be saved. Uh, but are you down with the organization or not? Because, you know, she pulls out the sword. I, thought, I don't know. She, she kind of said that a little. I feel like she was a little aggressive with that, you know? Yeah, I agree. That was a little much. Like. What if he said no? Uh, but well, then no, I guess said, your friend's going to die. Mm. They're just yeah, a mafia. Yeah, so you can go ahead and just live a nice life. You'd be ashamed Peace. if something happened to your friend. Yeah. So um, we cut back to Sick and Fuko fighting. Um, and he's he's doing a fucking lot. I thought he just was... He just made people sick, and he's he's making... Oh, never mind. That's not him. All right. So, no, yeah, that's the unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought he was like Magneto or something. <laughs> um, nah. Well, Fuko's losing sick because she can't really harm him. And um, right as she's down, um, you see a few pods jumping out of nowhere, and then sick gets punched in his fucking face by uh, by uh, oh big. The unguard, un un. What was this guy? Was the punching guys? Negation. Oh, oh shit! The boxer. Damn. We spent the whole arc with him. We did. It was lit. Uh, un undefend. Like he freezes you when you try to. You can't defend yourself. Yeah. Un unavoid. Unavoidable. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You can't avoid. Yeah. He gets punched right in the face for unavoidable. I was lit. And yo, Fuku brings the whole squad. I was wondering where they was at. I thought like she didn't want to include them to all get sick. And they all literally the whole set pulled up to say what up to sick. This and he is, is supposed to be one of the, the Bronx. I actually skipped over this like really early in the beginning because it was part of the color pages. But we get an explanation about sick from um Apocalypse talking about the master rules and that they're a set of chosen. Rules um, after you lose to Ragnarok, 
that will never disappear and that this for this little galaxy was chosen that's why you know there's already planets and stars and shit um for, for this loop uh uma chosen as master rules uh have absolute power 10 uma added in the initial stage are the strongest now one of them is a quest time you're all dead <laughs> so he was talking about sick who obviously you know sick has the chance to destroy the entire world by himself so i guess he is a really big risk and a major rule because sickness has been around forever i get it so yeah the whole squad is there to fight sick this is a boss fight and and they need rip to cut his legs off fast chris what are your thoughts uh i i like this chapter um I thought the um I thought that <laughs> I really enjoyed six like super edge form here. It's funny that they're just like now a person. But um Yeah. Yeah. I thought the whole squad pulling up was pretty cool. Um It is crazy how he's still Rip is still just like, I'm gonna rip my legs off soon. Um I thought the idea of stopping Rip from using unrepair uh was was really smart um you know putting the only two people who could stop him there um yeah i I don't know how rip is how rip specifically is going to get rid of sick really i mean he is a doctor but using the legs to cut him up i guess it's still trying to figure out how but yeah I, i thought this was a fun chapter overall i didn't really have much to say about it um Outside of that, one of the funniest things oh, I, I did, one thing I did, uh, why, one thing I did find funny is just like finding the reasons why there's sickness. And, um, it all comes down to God's an asshole. Yeah. Why would he let this happen? <laughs> I feel like the whole premise of this story is like, why would God have there, let there be suffering like this in this world? Yeah. I, I, I get that too i yeah. feel like it's definitely what they was getting at and if there's a god how could they let this happen um but yeah that's all those are really all my thoughts um josh what did you think um i think damn there was something you said that i had a thought to maybe it'll come back to me but um, yeah, it it was kind of weird that this this Uma ended up being like a real person. I don't know if it's that the other Umas that they seen weren't you know just that strong yet. Maybe that's just they haven't faced the Uma on this level. You know, it's not like the absolute rules that that Andy fought uh, before. You know, this distinct. I, I think it's cool. I think I like the layer, the extra layer depth that's added. Um, I don't. I, I'm assuming Rip is gonna pull up and just slash him apart, but there's no way it could be that easy. He has to get used to his ability too. He's not nice like that yet. So this should be a prolonged fight. I wonder if all. 
I wonder if uh, all three of them are going to survive. I have this weird thought that La- that Layla survives, but Layla ends up dying. Hmm. Jeez, that would be sad. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, I didn't. I didn't love how they stopped Rift's uh, negation ability. I thought it was pretty anticlimactic, and um, it 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 became that way because they have a real tragedy at hand with the Umasik. So I I get it. It just did seem a little, you know, compared to the other negation uh, activations, this was probably, like, the most chill one. (laughs) In the grand, you know, well, I guess not, like, small picture-wise. Yeah, I think they were just, like, letting him try to operate on her. And, you know, Chikara and, um, and Sean were there to like save him in in case that unrepair kicked in cuz i think they needed they needed uh they needed rip to try and save layla so that unrepair would activate so th- in a sense they kind of like tricked him into activating unrepair without having him go through the tragedy of losing layla Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. That seems reasonable. But uh, undrawing had the pressing like that still. Yeah, the undraw part was... <laughs> she was a little, <laughs> was she was a little harsh, I guess. They even have untell there. Untalk. Yeah, until I think. Yeah, everyone's there, bro. Until kind of reminds oh. me of Sanji in that moment. Yeah, a little bit. You said Sanji. Yeah, just the way he's like, fixing no his tie. What, what did you say? Just because uh, the way he's undoing his tie and stuff. Very sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do look like it a little bit. That's funny. Hmm. With a mask on. Were those all your thoughts? Yeah, those are my thoughts. All right. With that being said, that has been Undead Unluck, and that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can check out my show, This Weekly. Uh, Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram and Twitter. Brian is at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow the show itself at New Gem City on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok as well. Uh, email the show itself with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about at NewJumpCityPod at gmail.com. And we will answer them on our pre-show chat show. Uh, do that up please we we have a lot of fun making the pre-show so uh, check that out have a good time listening to us uh, subscribe to the podcast like share all that stuff on YouTube uh, also subscribe to us there so you can keep up with the really good chapter of the week uh, poll um, I did do it this week but we didn't have uh, many we didn't really have any votes this time around 
But uh, hey, if you guys cast your vote, uh, we'll reveal the name of the series that won your favorite uh, chapter of the week every week. Uh, so check us out on that. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts if you want to take us on the go. And um, yeah, with that being said, that's our show, everybody. Thank you guys so much. Uh, stay safe, New Jump Citizens. See you guys next week. Peace out. Bye. Bye. All right. To Brian's computer. <laughs>